Welcome to Talking Leadership with Dr. Chris Marshall. This podcast is designed to help leaders make the next right move. Chris, a few weeks ago, you attended a leadership event at the Pittsburgh Pirates Clubhouse where you heard Pirates manager Clint Hurdle talk leadership. What did you learn that will help our leaders listening to this podcast make their next right move? Well, Brad, the basic thing I learned, I guess, could be summed up in this uh, phrase, building trust is important for leaders. Clint Hurdle started off by saying when he came to the Pittsburgh Pirates, he had options. He could have gone to the New York Mets or the Pirates, and it didn't make any sense whatsoever on the surface for him to come to the Pirates. They'd had 19 straight seasons with a losing record, and it didn't look like things were turning around very quickly. And he could have gone to New York City, big market town. He would have had a lot more resources of every kind available to him, but something kept telling him him. And, and Clint Hurdle is a man of faith. I mean, he has a strong faith in Jesus Christ. And so something kept telling him he needed to talk with the pirates more. He needed to pursue this. And, and, and he asked this question. He said, if you were interviewing, what questions would you ask of the leadership team, especially if you're interviewing for a leadership position? And, and he said, I asked these three questions. And he said, I recommend that anybody interviewing for a leadership position in any company, church, whatever, um, ask these three questions. And the first one is, can I trust you? The second question is, can you make me better? And do you care about me? Those are the three questions. Can I trust you? Can you make me better? And do you care about me? Now, I thought to myself, why would a baseball manager ask the Pittsburgh Pirates if he could trust them, if they could make him better? Because obviously they're hiring him to come and make the Pirates better because they've been terrible for 19 seasons in a row. And then finally, do they care about him? And then I realized Clint Hurdle didn't just care about managing the Pittsburgh Pirates. He cared about people. And really, when you think about it, um, all relationships, including a leadership relationship, is based on trust. What Clint Hurdle was asking is, when I come in, if, if I come in as the leader of this team, are, are you going to be trustable? Am I going to be able to rely that the things you tell me are true? That if I say I need a player for third base, you're going to go out and get a third baseman? Are you going to do the things you say you're going to do? And actually, I think it's important for us to define trust as that. It's a firm belief in the reliability, the truth, the ability or strength of someone or something else to do something for us, that, that we know that on a day-by-day basis, we can rely on that. And so Clint wanted to know, are the Pittsburgh Pirates going to be trustable? Is he going to be able to come in, take over the team, do the things that he knew he needed to do in order to have success? And the interesting thing is, um, Clint Hurdle, once again, breaking a mold that I would have thought of a, of a baseball manager, I thought he would have come in to turn the team around, make them into winners. And he said his goal always is to turn boys into men. And I thought about that, you know, turn boys into men. I mean, probably most Major League Baseball players wouldn't want to be called boys. Um, But if you think about it, a lot of them come into the league at 20, 21, 22 years of age. They've been sort of catered to most of their lives because of their athletic ability, especially their baseball ability. And so, and, and many of them given huge contracts and probably without any real knowledge of how to handle that. And so what Hurdle was talking about as a leader, 
We need to help people to move from where they are to the next place, you might say, to take the next right step in their lives. And Hurdle's goal wasn't just to build a winning baseball team, although he said, obviously, if you don't win games, you don't manage for very long in any sport. Um, But he wanted to help the young men who were coming into um, the pirate organization, whether in the minor leagues or at the major league level, to become more effective leaders, more effective players. And ultimately, as he said, everybody's going to be a leader at some level, whether it's in your home, whether it's on the field, whether it's as a role model. And, And one of the things that's interesting about the Pirates. I also had an opportunity to go to their faith night recently, and a half a dozen of, the, or I should say a dozen of the players, half the team, came out and talked about the, the reality that they are role models. A lot of athletes these days say, I'm not a role model, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a sports figure, I'm an entertainer, whatever, but I'm not a role model. But they all understand that they're a role model, and I think that's because they've had Clint Hurdle as their manager. I mean, they understand that there's more to baseball than just being a game. They understand that in their roles as professional athletes, people are watching them. And these ones who are Christians in particular, they understand that they do have a responsibility to uphold the trust that people are putting in them, not just as players, but as people on and off the field. And, And I think that the environment that Hurdle has helped to produce there over the past four years that he's been a manager has really been anchored in that whole first question he asked, can I trust you? And uh, I was thinking about Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 as it relates to what Clint Hurdle said. And because uh, those verses say, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight or he will direct your paths. And so obviously as followers of Jesus Christ who also are leaders, um, the first uh, the first thing we have to do is we have to trust God. Just as Clint Hurdle wanted to know to the Pittsburgh Pirate Organization, can I trust you? Well, can we trust God? Is he gonna do what he says? And obviously it's simple to say yes, but, but over time, as we live our daily lives as leaders in the church in particular, or even if we're a business leader, we're leading a company, as we're out there day by day by day, we have to put our trust in someone, something, and, and the ultimate one is God. And, and as we think about trusting God with all of our heart, that means all of our being, really. And, and the second part of it says, and lean not in our own understanding. I'm pretty sure that Clint Hurdle wasn't leaning on his own understanding when he came to Pittsburgh. Didn't make sense. I mean, why would you come to a place where they're losers, frankly? Uh, have been losers for a long time. Uh, and, and he saw something that nobody else probably saw at the time. He saw an organization that was committed to this idea of being trustable, of making people better, of caring about people. And all of those components are obviously, uh, all of those things we find in, in God. God is number one, trustable, above all beings. He always does what he says he's going to do. He always follows through with his commitments to us and even to the point uh, you know, of his son coming to the earth in the flesh so that he could live a perfect life and demonstrate what that means for us, but then die on the cross to, to, to pay the penalty for our sin, which you know, there's no way we could have done that, and then rising from the dead and, and sending his spirit to empower us to live effectively. So we trust God because he's trustable, and when we, uh, he calls us to do things we may not understand, that's when we have to really dig deep in that area of trust. My own life, 14 and a half years ago, when we started New Life, um, it didn't make sense, really. 
Uh, I had left a, a denominational church and a denomination, actually, uh, for theological reasons. And, and so at that time, my, my, my plan was simply to do carpentry work, to you know, put bread on the table and pay the mortgage for my family. Uh, and an opportunity came up in just a few days where a building became available, a couple thousand dollars became available to start this church. And on the surface of it, it didn't make sense. How can you start a church with $2,000 in an old building in the middle of nowhere? And yet I trusted that God was calling us to do that. And some people gathered around and uh, we, we uh, made a commitment from day one that we were going to reach lost people. We were going to share the new life of Jesus Christ with the world one person at a time. And we've been consistent with that for 14 and a half years. And here we are, you know, with, you know, 600 people in worship every week, probably a thousand. They would call New Life their church home all because I believe that God was trustable, and he is, and he has been. He's demonstrated himself to be that way. And as we were, as we were at that talk with Clint Hurdle, there was another man there named Rod Olson who um, is a mentor of Clint's and actually helps to uh, mentor the Pirates. And, and he's, he's a head of an organization called Coaches of Excellence Institute. And one of the things that Rod said about trust was never trust anyone without a win. And I, I thought, well, that's pretty practical. I mean, he's talking to coaches most every day and players. And how does a player trust a coach who's never won? And, and think about Clint Hurdle. Everybody thinks Clint Hurdle's a great manager, at least most of the time we do. In, in four seasons with the Pirates, it only took two seasons to get to a winning record. They've made the playoffs the last two years and well on their way to another you know, winning record in another playoff year, maybe even a divisional title. And all of that in a system that had been consistent losers. So when people say, who's a winner? Everybody says Clint Hurdle. Clint Hurdle would, you know, he would spread that around and say that his coaches, you know, I think there are 18 coaches in the system, you know, that are also working and the general manager and the owner and all of those people. But the bottom line is they've put together some wins. They've, they've won both on the field and off the field. And uh, what Rod was saying is, if, we're, if you're a young leader, for example, maybe you're just coming into, uh, into the working world, maybe you're just coming into the church as a staff person, or maybe you are an athlete that's listening today and you want to be a winner, you want to be a leader. What Rod was uh, saying, and he, he said particularly, young people come to me and say, Rod, what do I need to do to be a winner? What do I need to do to be a leader? And he says, get a job and get some results before you write your blog. And I, and I sort of laughed when I heard that, but a lot of people are getting out of college today or uh, you know, getting into in work for the very first time and they, they start writing a blog, nothing wrong with that, but what, what, what credibility is there behind that? Have you done something? You know, and, and basically, to go back to Clint's first three questions, you know, are you trustable at the point where you really don't know yet because you don't have wins? Um, are you able to make somebody better when you're just brand new yourself? And yes, you can, but experience does uh, at least show us what we're doing wrong, if nothing else, so that we can correct it and, and, uh, and, and start to do something in a different direction. And I, I like that Rod said that never trust anyone without a win because at any level in life people who have been there have taken one right step can help somebody behind them to show where it is and and so i think as leaders we are called to uh to, to develop a, 
a track record to develop a pattern of doing the right thing day after day after day consistently. Um, and, and one of the things that I'm going to get to in a moment is uh, Clint Hurdle sort of has this formula, if you will, for developing uh, trustability. Why should people trust us as leaders? And, and before I get to that, though, I do want to just simply say that as I was thinking about uh, Rod and Clint in their talk about developing trust and developing wins and all of these things, I, I thought of John Maxwell. And John Maxwell, a long time ago, uh, talked about the five levels of leadership. And he, you know, if you are aware of those, and most people are these days, it's the positional level, the relational level, the productive level, the reproductive level, and personhood level. And as I thought about those five levels of leadership, they're really five levels of trust. Because the positional leader is the person who comes in there, the new staff person, you're the youth pastor. So that's your position and people trust you because of the corporate trust of a, of a youth pastor. In other words, that position holds a certain level of trust or you're the president of the company or you're the, you're the new you know, batting coach on the baseball team, whatever it is, you hold a position. That's the lowest level of leadership but it also has the lowest level of trust. You haven't really done anything to develop a relationship with anyone, and so really the trust is based on the position. And that's one of the reasons that people, I would say, need to learn this concept of trust because positional trust is a very low level, probably the lowest level in history. Nobody trusts the president of the United States because he's the president of the United States. Nobody trusts a pastor because they're a pastor. Certainly nobody trusted Clint Hurdle because he was the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. That level of positional leadership doesn't engender a lot of trust. But when you move to the next level, the relational level, where you start to care about the person, where you start to show a person you can make them better, which uh, really is sort of getting into that third level of productivity, but that second level of relationship where I say, Brad, I, I, I care about you. And, and I show that I care about you by being with you, by um, showing that I remember your wife's name, your children's names. I, I start to, to have a personal interest in you. And you start to say, wow, that person actually does care about me. Maybe I can trust him more than because he's the pastor of the church, more than because he's the, you know, the manager on the shop floor. But he actually takes interest in me as a person. And so the, the level of leadership moves from that positional level to the relational level. And then, as I sort of alluded to already, you start to make uh, impact in a person's life. You start to make them better or you start to produce something in the company or on the team or in the church. And as a result of that productivity, which is the next level of leadership, you are trusted more. And if you really want people to trust you, provide some results. And that's sort of where Rod was saying, never trust anyone without a win. Once you get a few wins behind you, then people start to trust you example from from the Pittsburgh Pirates they they got Jay Happ recently I wasn't really excited as a fan to find out that Jay Happ who had a high ERA and not much success was coming to the Pirates in the first game he pitched he didn't do very well but the last three games he hasn't given up a run and so that's what you call productive 
level of leadership. He's, he's showing on the field that he can get the job done. And so I, I trust him at that level. And, and I think that's the same way in, whether it's in the, in the secular workforce or whether it's in the church or wherever it is, when we start to have results, people around us start to trust us for that reason. And then the next level of leadership, the reproductive level of leadership, is when, um, in the case of you, Brad, you've been here for eight years on staff, and I've uh, fed into your life personally. I've produced things for you that show that not only do I care about you, but I can help you become better. Now you're passing that on to the next generation of leaders. And so you're reproducing what um, has been put into your life. And at that level of leadership, um, an organization, and again, whether it's a sports team, whether it's a business, whether it's a church, starts to have multi-level leadership because people um, have been trained and equipped and now a next generation of leaders are being trained and equipped. And that's when the organization itself starts to be a leadership um, driven organization. It's not just a personality driven. Um, it's not just one person, but there's multi levels of leadership. And uh, Chuck Hurdle, or Chuck Hurdle, Clint Hurdle pointed out, I was thinking old Chuck Tanner, uh, Clint Hurdle pointed out that um, in his coaching staff, he gives them permission to, well, not just permission, he tells them they have to give him three ups and three downs uh, on a regular basis every couple weeks or so when he sits down and meets with them. And that means three things he's doing effectively three things he's not doing so effectively. And so not only does Clint Hurdle believe that he's building into the people, but they're building back into him. And so there's a reciprocity in the relationship that allows everyone to uh, improve and be more effective. And so uh, the, the last level of leadership is called personhood. And John Maxwell always seems to use Billy Graham as the example of that. Somebody that through his life over a period of multiple decades has ha have been a man of integrity, has been consistent, has been trustable. And so you just hear the name and you go, oh, wow. And, and not very many of us get to that level, but that's, you know, that is the, that is the ultimate goal. But that's where the trust is, you know, at every level. The trust is in the position. The trust is in the person as far as relationship, productivity, reproductivity, and basically just because of who you are. I trust you. I hear that name. And I remember an old lady once, uh, I, was, I was in a church service and the preacher said something about how you can trust Tide to get out your, get your stains out of your clothing, you know, and this old lady goes, amen. And, and so, I mean, she, just the name recognition was enough for her. She trusted that that was the truth. I thought it was one of the funniest amens I ever heard in a church service. But, but the idea that the trust um, of, the, of the name, you know, that's that, that's that personhood level uh, of trust. And so, uh, sort of to wind this thing down, I mentioned that Clint Hurdle said there's this process that we go through and uh, as leaders in order to develop trust and, and, and ultimately it helps us to move across those levels of leadership. And he said this, the first thing that you need to do to build trust is to be consistent. Consistency builds trust. And then he said, trust builds relationships, relationships builds loyalty, and ultimately loyalty over time builds um, accomplishments of goals and objectives. So 
uh, in a very practical standpoint, if we want to be leaders who people will trust, we need to be consistent. We need to show up when we say we're going to show up. We need to complete the task we say we're going to do. Uh, we need to make sure that if we promise somebody something, we fulfill that promise. And over time, that consistency means that people will trust us. And when they trust us, the relationships grow. And as Hurdle says, those relationships growing is where the loyalty is built. And if you think about it, there's not much loyalty in professional sports these days. Really, the loyalty is often to the paycheck. And yet you see in various sports organizations uh, where athletes will stay on that team for an extended period of time because of the environment and also because of the winning. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, every sports team wants to win the Super Bowl if you're a football player. You want to win the World Series if you're a baseball player and so on. And so that loyalty is is there's obviously probably a limit to that in a in a sports setting, but in a church or in a business where people um, really need to know that the, the the leaders care, that the leaders are trustable, and that the leaders want them to become better. When that environment is established over time, it's a stable environment, a growing and healthy environment. And so, as leaders um, who are perhaps particularly church leaders, we want to understand that we might not think it's such a big deal, but when we say we're going to do something, if we do it, that's a very big deal. Rod Olson uh, gave this statistic. It was a survey of, of American workers, um, and they were asked a simple question. Did your boss do what he or she said they were going to do in the last year? And in the survey, 73.5% of the respondents said no. And so they were <laughs> dissatisfied, and that's, that's a lack of consistency. If you don't do what you say you're going to do, then um, how are you ever going to build into the, the system that sense of trust and then the sense of loyalty and then accomplishment? And uh, Clint Hurdle sort of closed out the talk that day by saying the greatest ability a person can have is dependability. And as we think about that as leaders in churches in particular, businesses, whatever um, type of leadership we have, when people know they can depend on us, it just gives a comfort level that you can't get any other way. And, and again, dependability comes from consistency. Consistency builds trust. Trust builds relationship. Relationship builds loyalty. Loyalty builds success, we could say, uh, and ultimately significance over time. So as we, as we wrap up today's podcast, I, I think that I, I simply want to remind everyone that the ultimate trust that we're going to have in our lives is in God, and then people are going to look to us. People are going to look to us to be trustable, and if we are, the organizations which we lead are going to move forward because every organization is about people at the end of the day. All leadership is about relationship, as I said, and, and that's all about trust. So uh, thanks for the opportunity to, to share these insights from Clint Hurdle and Rod Olson, and, I, and I, I believe that they will help us to make the next right step. Thanks, Chris, and thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us again next month on Talking Leadership with Chris Marshall as we help you make your next right move.